Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Cameron with the Atlas Nerds in Iron Podcast. Today me and Matt talk about some local beer in Louisiana. And then we get into some of the strange disparities in powerlifting and strongman as far as programming wise. So listen to our sponsors, go support them, and then stay tuned for the show. First and foremost, we have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned energy supplement company. They come in these little pouches similar to Crystal Light pouches that you can put in whatever you are drinking to give yourself a nice little hit of caffeine. I personally love taking these in the afternoon right before I train because I'm not a big fan of beta alanine, and they give me just enough energy to get through my workout without leaving me with a big crash afterwards. They come in four awesome flavors, original, which tastes a lot like Red Bull, grape, orange, and lemon. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout, and you're going to save 20% on your next order. Next up, we have ImpactMouthGuards.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout at ImpactMouthGuards.com, and you're going to get you a dentist office quality product without the dentist office quality price. What they're going to do is they're going to send you a custom mold. You're going to bite down on it, send it back to them, and in a couple of weeks, you're going to have a mouth guard that fits you and only you, give you something really good to bite down on during those max effort events. They also have awesome athletic tapes, some really cool apparel, and a lot of other products as well. So, again, use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% at impactmouthguards.com. Next up, we have our newest sponsor, Sticks and Stone. Sticks and Stone got their start during the pandemic whenever iron plates were going for $3, $4 a pound. And what they do is they make molds that will allow you to make weight plates out of concrete that will fit your Olympic-sized barbell. We actually discovered them on TikTok because they are now making custom Husafel stones that come in 210, 310, and 409 weights. We just got a full set of them for Louisiana's Strongest Man next year. They're also going to be here at the third annual Rougarou Classic, November 19th. So go ahead and place an order that will bring it down, and you can get you a custom set of stones as well. And last but not least, we have the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. That is who we are. We are the center for strength sports in the state of Louisiana with everything from strongman to powerlifting to general strength and conditioning. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, definitely come and see us. The best time to visit us is on Strongman Saturdays every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not in the Baton Rouge area and you still want to support us, then the best thing for you to do is to go to the website at atlasstrengthshop.com and check out our apparel line. If you use promo code ATLASNERDS10 at checkout, you're going to save 10% on that apparel line. Now let's get to the show. Good evening and welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Ray, and this is our beautiful co-host, Mr. Matthew Cavalier. How you doing today, Matt? Better now. Awesome. What you drinking today, man? Uh, Paradise Park, one of, my, one of my favorite beers. What is a Paradise Park? It is an American lager. Okay. So I like to look at it like an, uh, a bougie Miller Lite. All right, that works. Uh, well, is it a light beer or is it more like a bougie just Miller it's a lighter beer. It's a lighter beer. Cool, um, it's, cool. It's not like a light beer. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's, you know, it's a lager. Okay. It's a great warm weather drink. And Paradise Park, that's the name of the brewery, or is that one of their, uh, is that one of their brews? Um, so the brewery's Urban South, um, and this is one of their brews, Paradise Park. It's called American Lager. Um, it says, a very American, American lager. Okay, then where are all the American flags? It's, I'm just uh, saying, if that thing doesn't taste like stacked bodies and spent brass, then I don't want it. It does. Okay, it's, perfect. It's an all malt lager with Huel Melon hops. This easy drinking beer is perfect for the Louisiana climate. 
It's a green can with a bunch of flamingos on it. That sounds more like a uh sounds more like a Florida thing. Also sounds like it's right up Daryl's alley. Dude loves flamingos. He would probably drink this beer just because of the flamingos. Just because of the flamingos. Yeah. yeah. I think I've seen Daryl drink like four times since I've known him. But <laughs> yeah. he, he'd crack open a flamingo beer. Show him the flamingo ones. You might become a drinker. Maybe. <laughs> Next thing you know, he descends into alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's drinking like 24 of the Paradise Parks a day. You know, his paradise has become his, our, our paradise has become his hell. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it would work. <laughs> Uh, we actually went to the Abita Brewery last weekend. Um, actually, wait, wasn't the weekend? It was what was that Thursday before last? Yeah, yeah, Sounds Thursday, right. Thursday before New Year's. We went to the Abita Brewery, and we tried all kinds of beers. So, I always want to go, never been. All right, so the way it works is you get there and you sign up for the tour. Tour is I want to say it was ten bucks a person. Okay, and you get a token. Now with this token, you can do one of two things. You can either use that token or doubloon or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember when doubloon talk was a thing? I'm so glad it's not anymore. Anyway, so you would you would use your token and you could get a pint of something mm-hmm. to bring with you on the tour, or you could save it until afterwards and you could do a flight. Okay. So we saved ours. We did the flight. So me and her, we both got a flight of beer, and then we brought a we bought a pint to actually you know drink on the tour. And they had all kinds of stuff at the brewery that they don't sell in stores like they're doing this. Uh, you know you know those Kentucky uh, bourbon barrel stouts yes. that, that we that we love? Yes. They sell something similar there. I've been trying to get my hands doing. on the Kentucky uh, vanilla cream ale forever now. You can get it at Oak Point. Okay. And you go there. Yep. So you just yeah, hang a ride on Sherwood, hang a ride on, on uh, Greenville Springs, and it's yep. right there. But they sell all of them over there. I need one. But uh, but anyway, uh, they're doing it's um it's a beer, but it's essentially made to taste like an old fashioned. Ooh, and it was really good. So we both we both wound up getting one of those to actually bring on the tour. I'm sure that's a pretty boozy beer. It is. It is. Yeah. And then afterwards, we uh, let's see, what all did we try? We tried all their seasonals, which they had a lot of seasonals that tasted a lot like Christmas. Of course. They had one that tasted like a Thin Mint. Ooh. That was really good. Like I mean, just like a Thin Mint. They had another one that tasted like French toast. Mm. Like, they had some good beers. Um, what you're saying is I need to go sooner than yeah, later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You and Heather need to make the trip. Um, Did they have, like, seltzers and ciders? No, they didn't have any seltzers or ciders. Okay, because Heather can't drink beer. Ah, it's the only issue. Well, she... Well, I can drink beer. Yeah, it, you, see, you see, it sounds like an issue, and it is for Heather, but for me, you, <laughs> I don't have to worry about driving home. Yeah, you get twi- <laughs> you get two flights. Yeah, pretty much. You get two flights to yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Heather, if you're listening, which I'm guessing she's not, because you know <laughs> she's she still lets me come in y'all's house. Uh, <laughs> but if if you're ever listening, it sounds like a great birthday present for Matt. Take him to the Abita Brewery. No, now that you say that, I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to make that my birthday present to myself in March. Sounds great. Got to be after the Strongman show, though. Or hell, like, just me, you, and Daryl can take a trip up there. Yeah, we yeah, could. Daryl can drive us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Daryl's listening to the podcast, uh, and he's like, these guys are why I need therapy. Um, <laughs> so, what was I saying? So, we also recently discovered that there is a... There is a whiskey distillery in Baton Rouge over on Airline Highway. Um, I didn't know that. 
It's laze something. I can't remember what the second word in it is off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty new. It's like only a couple years old. And so you know how young whiskeys are. I'm sure it's not like, you know, it's not like something you're going to actually find in Kentucky. Right. But it's a local Louisiana whiskey distillery, so I really want to go try it. I'm about it. Yep. They're open from like 6 to 9, Monday through Friday. So Friday, we actually made our own little trip to Tin Roof right there in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first Friday of every month they have family night. So this Friday, um, they did a little Mardi Gras theme thing. They mm-hmm. had a bouncy house for the kids. They had a food truck out there and uh, a table that was selling king cakes by the slice or by the cake. Nice. From where? Um, I don't know. I didn't catch the name. It's an important part of the equation. It was a good king cake. Good. good. Uh, Vivian liked it. It was her first king cake. Um, but I had a beer that Tin Roof came out with called the Crybaby, uh-huh. which is their uh, king cake cream ale. That was pretty good. And then after that, I had the 310, which was their in-house porter. And that was a good beer, too. They have a porter now. Yeah, it's either, it's either I think it's a porter. It's, it was really dark. Okay. Nice and smoky. And yeah, it's not something Tin Roof usually does. Tin Roof usually has a lot of lighter beers, a lot of summer flavors. They do a lot of IPAs. In the store, yes. But yeah. if you go there, you'll see some of the darker um, brewers. I'm going to have to make a trip over there because uh, I, I like their... Like I like their uh, like their grounds and all that. It's a nice area. Um, it was a little muddy because of the weather. Yeah, but um, there's a lot of space for activities when the weather's nice. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and here I am after all this. I'm drinking a high life protein shake, 30 grams of protein. This thing tastes like chocolate milk. Fair life. Yes. What did I say? You said high life. I said we're talking about beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair life. Big difference. <laughs> Let's see. Last night, went to a Mardi Gras ball. That mm-hmm. was fun. Uh, my girlfriend's company had a gig out there doing, like, aerial and, uh, like, stage stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really cool. Like, they did this big-ass costume contest. with it was, it was a bunch of rich people in Louisiana just spending way too much money on costumes. and You know, you know but I always wanted to go to a Mardi Gras ball. I've never been to one. It was a lot of fun. Uh, from what I understand, it was very expensive to get in. Yes. So yeah, the best bet is to get hired it, and then get um, tickets out of the out of that. It's definitely a, a very bougie bourgeoisie event. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I noticed there were like no no one who was under like thirty there. Oh it, yeah. It, yeah. The whole crowd was over was well over thirty, which which makes sense. Yeah, because you, know. you need money to get in. Yeah. Um, and you know, twenty rolls are poor. That twenty rolls probably shouldn't be, I don't know, all dressed up in a place like that. They should be on Bourbon Street, getting yeah. all weird and wild. Yep, making bad decisions like I used to do back in the day. But uh, but yeah, it was cool. They they did the event. They did like the costume contest. You know, here's the king, here's the queen. Yeah, they were in these huge like ornate. So it, the king and the queen's outfits looked like something. It looked like an Aztec sun god meets the Hunger Games nice. is how they were dressed up. Uh, so they came out, they did their thing, and then afterwards, uh, you know, all the aerialists changed into, like, you know, gownless evening straps, and, you know, and then it was just dancing and drinking and all that. Sounds like fun. But we wound up, we got home probably around 3 a.m., and my first client here this morning was at 10 but I had to go get my truck because I was driving her car. 
mm. this morning. So, dude, I am tired. I bet. Like, I need a nap. And then after this, I've got a program for everybody for the week, meal prep, and edit and upload this podcast. Never ends. Nope, never ends, but it wouldn't happen any other way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first week of January's success, we got seven new members already. Nice. Just out of the first week, and it doesn't appear to be slowing down. I got a bunch of appointments set for next week already. It is less stressful than it was back before the holidays, though. Good. Yeah, because, like, um, do you remember I was I was worried because I was barely keeping up in December? Mm-hmm. So I was worried, okay, what's going to be like in January when mm-hmm. it's supposed to get busy? It's busier, but I'm not having to also juggle, like, seeing family on Christmas, this party, that party, this time off, that time off. Right. So, yeah, like, it's a, it's a lot more chill this week, and right. we're just kind of enjoying the vibe. Good, good. Yep. Uh, we ordered that Kabuki deadlift bar. Yep. They I'm still, excited to pull on that. They still haven't shipped it. Mm. I saw on the website it could take four to six weeks for them to even ship the thing. God damn. Yeah, like, that's... That's abysmal. Like, if you have it, ship it. I think that has to do with the whole supply chain problem going around everywhere. But we're still having problems with materials that work from from time to time. So, yeah, I agree with you. But they didn't have them in stock forever. Oh. Then they released them in stock, made the sale, and then they say it'd be like six to eight, four to six weeks before shipping. My thing is that tells me that they don't actually have them yet. Maybe, yeah. Possible. Then why, why on earth would they not wait until they had it in st- actually had it in stock to make the sale? Well, it could it could like, be that's annoying to me. It could be two things: um, the demand for it's high right now, and they just decided, you know what, we'll make the sale and guarantee it that they'll get it at some point. Like mm-hmm. they were going to be the first ones to get it, or um, whoever they used for distribution is just being really slow right now for whatever reason. What's weird is they announced them on December 28th. They came back in stock. Okay. If they were going to wait that long anyway to ship, then why in the hell wouldn't they not do it on like December 22nd? Maybe they just needed the income. Yeah. And just catch a lot of, catch a lot of Christmas sales. Yep. Yeah. But probably what it was to like, look, we need to make sales. Well, they didn't do it until after Christmas. Well, either way. So maybe they sold a lot of gift cards. Yeah. They probably sold a lot of gift cards. They probably figured we got to make the sale. So we'll just we'll just make the sale and then we'll guarantee them like when it comes in, you're going to get one. What I'm mad about is that a week later, mm-hmm. they announced a blemish uh, blemish sale. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you could have got one cheaper. I could have got one for $80, <laughs> $80 cheaper. Yeah. That was an expensive bar. Uh, but I do think within the next year, we're also going to go ahead and get their power bar, their Cadillac bar, and their deadlift bar. Kabuki makes good stuff. They do. Um, it's I'm not going to lie. I don't think it's worth the price point they're selling it for. Uh, but It's probably overpriced, but it's a good product. It is a good product. But at the very least, you know, you're, you're spending your money, you're going to get good product. And because USPA has decided everybody is going to use Kabuki bars... Little for might, their comps, might as well get it. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it'll help uh, help us grow our powerlifting footprint a lot. Mm-hmm. Which that's going to be big this year is trying to grow that powerlifting footprint. Well, you, you're getting there. We're working on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the thing. Oh, and uh, this week I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to order that squat box and the pad for the squat box from Elite FTS. Good, good. So we'll have we'll have that. Uh, once I do that, we also I also need to get a feeder chain to go with all those chains that I bought. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need to figure out some kind of storage system for those chains that's near the monolith, I think. Maybe we can put a rack on the wall. Yeah. Like some hooks or something. And I don't think hooks are a good idea unless we do a spanner board and go into the and go into that. We could do that. Probably have to do a spanner board. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe have one of these made that says Atlas Powerlifting on it and put it over there. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. That would look cool. It would look cool. A banner would fit more. A banner? Yeah. Yeah. You get a banner. And less expensive. More banners. Yeah, the thing was like 150 bucks. Wasn't that bad. That actually that's not bad for yeah. 150 bucks. That's yeah, a it's lot good of work. work. That's a lot of work for 150 bucks. Yep. Well, I mean, it's not as much work as you think it is because that's a uh, it was made with a CNC machine. Okay. Yeah, it's not like you routed that out. Right. That was a computer that routed that out. Right. But he spent a lot of money on the computer. Yeah. 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 Um. Yesterday was fun. Justin came and visited. Me and him trained pretty good. Yeah, y'all were here for a long time training. We had a lot of work to do. Yeah. We needed to. Well, I'm good at overhead. Mm-hmm. But the numbers are pretty heavy, so I still wanted to train it. Uh, Justin needs to train the overhead, so we did that. Nice. And then after that, he wanted to do the yoke squat, which I never really intended to train the yoke squat very much. Is it a yoke squat or is it a yoke pick? Well, they call it a yoke squat, but it's really a yoke pick. It's a max, okay. it's a max yoke pick. Uh, so it's from a standard yoke pick height, and you just see how much weight you can get off the ground. So yesterday I worked up to 750. Um, Justin went to 850. Mm-hmm. I could have went for eight, but I'm like, you know what, 750 is fine, and we still have to do former carries anyway. Then after that, we did former carries. Started off um, with, we, we went from 90 pounds a hand, and we worked up to 190 pounds a hand, um, which we were thoroughly tired after that. Yeah, like, we did quite a few runs with that. Yeah, y'all were at it for a while. Yeah. But we got some good work in. Let's see. We also had a new person come. There's some strong man. We had Dylan show up. Yep. Uh, he wound up, he wound up putting 150 over, overhead with a log for the first time, and he worked up to 360 on the yoke. He is going to shoot for by the end of 2023, 250 on log, 650 on yoke. I think you can get it. I think given his size, that's going to be that's a good benchmark for him to shoot yeah. for. Uh, we also had Jessica come in, mm-hmm. and she's training for Louisiana's strongest man. She hit her. She hit her comp weight on the lever ladder deadlift. She got all three rings on the lever ladder deadlift, Yep, which is great. And she was able to pick up her rock. I saw her do that. That was cool. Yeah, it took her a lot of tries to figure it out. But now that she's got the hand placement for it, I think she's going to nail it every time. Once you do it once, you know, you can do it again and again. Yep. She's got to do it that first time. So, yeah, that pretty much catches up on everything that's been going on here. Pretty much. Uh, So, you had an idea of what we're going to talk about today. What are we talking about today, man? So, the other day you... Asked me a question about the differences between powerlifters and strongman competitors, um, and you said, "Well, why, why don't you why don't you say what you said because I don't mm-hmm. want to misconstrue." Yeah. So essentially, one thing that I've noticed is that as far as standing in one place and not moving around too much, mm-hmm. and just raw strength per by weight class, the powerlifters seem to be putting up bigger numbers than the strongmen and like the deadlift the bench press which you know strongmen don't really train the bench press and the squat right which the bench press and squat aren't competition lifts for powerlifting, but it is still a staple in strongman training and i've noticed that 
powerlifters they train a lot differently than or than the average strongman does. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more frequency in their programming. They usually work up to a heavy single or a double, yep. then do a lot of background back down sets off of that based on RPE rather than percentages. And while sure strongmen have to worry about a lot more things, they have to be more athletic. They have to know how to move around. They have to know how to move their feet. They got to get good wind. Mm-hmm. I think that. The ability that so powerlifting that powerlifters when they train they have a lot of variations. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Strongman has more opportunities for variations that are actually contested lifts than powerlifters. So why aren't there very many strongmen training in a similar pattern uh, pathway or not pathway training in a similar type of program as the powerlifters are? So when it comes to when it came to the programming side, I didn't really have a lot of thoughts on it because I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but as far as like some observation that I generally made and just speaking like in Louisiana. So there were, there was two things that I kind of came up with. One was how long Strongman had been here. Mm-hmm. And two was the barrier of entry for the sport. Yeah. So when it comes to powerlifting, powerlifting has been in the state of Louisiana for a long time. Now. It has been. Uh, it, it's had a strong foothold. They've had some great competitors come out of the state. So it, it's just something that's kind of been established. Um, strongman is still what very new to the state. It is, and it's really only found in what a couple of places. It's not really something that you can just kind of do at any gym in Louisiana. Or they might have equipment, but they may not have somebody there who really knows what to do with it. So that's kind of the thing with that, as far as like being established here. Now, my second point, which was the barrier entry, was that. To be a powerlifter, you only need really a few things. You need a rack, a bar, and a bench, and some weights. Mm-hmm. If you can have that, then you can do the squat, the bench, and the deadlift. Easy, no problem. And if you have any knowledge of barbell exercises whatsoever, you can come up with a ton of barbell movement to help you improve. <clears throat> now, when it comes to strongman, it's not. It it seems like it could be a little bit harder. For someone who doesn't know much about strength range to just jump into. Because they can look at the power lifts and be like, deadlift, squat, bench. I see it. I have a, an idea in my head of what that looks like. It's a little bit easier for someone. I, I feel like the learning curve is not as big to someone that is new. Who doesn't know what they're doing. And they want to jump into it. They see a power lifting and they think, hey, this is easier for me to learn. But when you look at straw man, they see someone pulling a truck or they see someone lifting a stone. They see someone doing a log overhead. It's, I think it's much more intimidating for beginners to jump into it because it looks so foreign to them. So with that said, they go to powerlifting first. They develop a base of strength in powerlifting. And then they make the jump to straw man and they're already established. So they're already stronger. And then you have a lot of people who start off and strongman and haven't really built up that base of strength yet for whatever reason. So I'm kind of spitball. I'm really kind of just talking out of my ass a little bit, just making general observations. But mm-hmm. I was kind of just what I was thinking about when I was in the shower or sitting on the sofa staring blankly at the TV. While your wife watches, uh, what is she watching now? Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so I had, I, I had a more I, concise thought, but it kind of went away from me. It, it's, it's crazy how thoughts are more concise in your head, but when you try to put words behind them, they can get all 
jumbled up. But yeah. I think I kind of see what you're saying. Like, there's a lot more. It, it's almost like there's a lot more people in powerlifting in the area. Mm-hmm. So the one, so there's a lot more that are really strong that you just notice. Yeah. Rather than, rather than in strongman, like we probably know ninety percent of the strongmen in the state already. Yeah. Just because they've come through here at some point or another, whether it's to compete or to train, or yeah. we just grew them. You know, because we got you know a field of little little fledging strongmen out there. So, I guess now we just got to figure out how to keep growing the sport, attracting really strong people. And that's another thing that I've noticed is that a lot of really strong people are just more attracted to powerlifting. So, that I, could have a lot to do with it, too. I think it's the strength bias. Mm-hmm. I think because someone who's just really strong, they're just like, well, I just want to move heavy weight. So, they yeah. stick to powerlifting. And then they look at strongman, they, they see the movement that requires you mm-hmm. know, more athleticism and a little bit more cardio, I guess. And it's like, I don't want to do that. I just want to move some heavy-ass weight. Yeah. So they just kind of stick to powerlifting. All right. Well, I guess we'll just continue to grow and see what happens. As for programming, I mean, I, I, I don't know why there's a disparity between the two in regards to programming. I'm kind of leaning towards just um, time and just just time and just consistency. And there is a lot more that you have to cover in strongman. Yeah, there is a, there is a lot more, but the idea of getting stronger, like just building strength, is generally the same. It should be, um, but but the difference doesn't really come until it start time until it's time to prepare for a competition. Mm-hmm. So that's when you got to start, you know, plugging more things in. Yep, be more technical and things like that. But I don't know. All right. We just have to keep figuring it out as we go. Yep. So how's your training going since you uh, hurt your back a few weeks ago? Um, felt fine yesterday. That's for sure. That's good. I uh, felt fine this morning when I woke up. I'm a little stiff in the hips, but that's always you had 750 on your back. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. <clears throat> but so. tomorrow I'm gonna squat heavy. I mean, everything's heavy right now. Yeah. Like, nothing's light, really. Everything's just heavy right now. So you're back to your regular schedule programming. Mm, I'm going to reduce the volume on deadlift. Just because it's just not necessary to be doing MRAP sets anymore. No. Deadlift doesn't really need to take a lot of volume. Right. So I'm just going to push the intensity on that. Uh, and then squat, just keep pushing the volume on that because I can. Yeah. And then overhead, just keep pushing that as mm-hmm. I am. Just a lot of barbell push presses, log presses, and all the other presses that I like to do. All of the pressing. All of the presses. All of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm feeling good. 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 So, I know I think uh, last time, either last time or time before, we talked about reworking how we were going to do the Viking press. Mm -hmm. I got the materials into the hands of a fabricator. So, he is going to be fabricating us something pretty cool. And we'll be able to convert the lever ladder deadlift into the Viking press and vice versa within a couple of minutes. Perfect. Yep. Um, yeah, all I'm going to have to do is just drill out the holes, make the attachments, a little attached with 5 8 inch screws, mm-hmm. and we'll be good to go. Perfect. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to how that's going to work out. Seems like it's all coming together. That's the plan. <laughs> uh, I know for our powerlifting meet that we have in February, we got over 40 people signed up now. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be it's going to be a large meet. It's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of people in here. Uh, so I'll we'll start prepping for that. 
we got to build the platforms because we're going i'm going to build i'm going to build out two platforms they're just going to live at the gym so our combo rack is going to be on on eight by eight carpeted platforms from now on okay so it's gonna be great for the power lifters yeah, they're gonna like that i'm also going to go ahead and if there's if there's stuff left and there's stuff left over instead of pocketing it we are going to make another four four by eight carpeted deadlift platform as well okay because I've noticed that none of our sumo guys like that platform that's out there. Which one? The small one? The well, we don't have a small one. They're both four by eight. Um, the the one that has the the band the band peg attachments. Oh yeah. Yeah. They none of our sumo guys like that one because you know just their feet slide. It does shift. Yeah. So I want to get a, I want to make a four by four by eight carpeted platform. You just gonna right put the, the band thing around it? Uh, probably not. Uh, we're just going to have two deadlift platforms over there. Okay. And sense. instead of where it is, we're going to scoot it back a few feet so that we can put two. Fair so, enough, yeah, we'll come. We'll have a, an extra deadlift platform by the end of it. I uh, know I also probably want to go ahead and get us another deadlift jack, too. Yeah. So we'll have three deadlift jacks floating around on the floor, plus that little bitty one. I like the deadlift jacks. I don't like the little one so much. No one likes the little one. But there was a time where that was all we had. Uh, yeah. yeah, back when I was still at Snap Fitness, that was the deadlift jack. Right. And we didn't get the original deadlift jack, or our first deadlift jack, until we moved into the little 1,000-square-foot space. Mm-hmm. That's when we got a deadlift jack. God, we have grown a lot. Yeah, we did. Like, our first... So we got we got these office areas here. Mm-hmm. 2.0 would fit in the office areas. Mm-hmm. I like 2.0, though. I did too. That's kind of where well, that's where I started. Yeah, two felt homey. Mm-hmm. Like this, uh, this location doesn't feel as homey, or at least it didn't. It but, does to me now. Yeah. Well, remember how when we first moved over here, and I was like, something with the vibe has changed, mm-hmm. and I kind of credited it to you know somebody be working on this rack, somebody be working on a rack all the way on the other side. You know, you can't really talk to each other in between sets anymore. It doesn't have that small group kind of a feel to it. Mm-hmm. I realized about a month ago, it no longer feels like that. Right. Like, it it feels like, it, like it feels like a cohesive group again. No, it does. It and, does. Yeah. And that's great. Although it is funny sometimes I come in in the evening. It's like, if I sleep in one morning and uh-huh. I got to come in the evening, People are trying to talk to me. It's like, I don't want to be a dick, but like, I'm just trying to train. I got to train. Yeah. I got like an hour and a half window before my wife blows up my phone. I got to drain. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but it is good. Everybody's talking. Everyone's having a good time. Mm-hmm. It's great. It actually feels like a team again, mm-hmm. rather than when we first moved into this location. Mm-hmm. But looking back on it, that might have also been because like there were some animosities building behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we don't have to get into that, though. Oh, we're not. No. Yeah, we're not getting into all that. That is in the past. Yep. All right. What else do you want to talk about today, man? You got anything else? Um, I had something, but it kind of slipped away from me. All right. Well, we're about to hit that 30-minute mark. Do you, uh, you want to go enjoy the rest of our weekend? Yeah, might as well. All right. Well, that is the show, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Until next time, we will see you. See you. Just a quick recap of the sponsors. We have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 20% on your next order of caffeine. Next up, we have Impact Mouthguards. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% on your custom mouthguards. 
Next, we have Sticks and Stone. Go follow them on all social media. They have a really awesome YouTube channel. And finally, there is the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. Follow us at the Atlas Strength Shop at all platforms. We just recently started putting a lot of things on YouTube, including this show. If you want to see a video version of this show. Last but not least, don't forget to like and subscribe and share us with all of your friends. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. See you all next time.